Blog Talk Radio. And now, here's your host, William Powell, the king of DC media. Good evening, dear listeners. Tonight, my guest is screen queen actress extraordinaire Genoveva Rossi. She has over 75 film credits, including nine films in pre- and post-production. You can follow her on Twitter at GenovevaRossi1. That's G-E-N-O-V-E-V-A-R-O-S-S-I, the number one. And she also writes for UKHorrorScene.com. You can book her at BlueGirl, the number 18, at Live.com. She's one of the best-known screen queens in the world. I see she's on the line. Let me bring her on in. Thank you so much for having me on. Hello. Hey, how are you doing? Can you hear me? Yes, fantastic. Thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, if anybody wants to book me, I just put up my website recently. It's GenevieveRossi.com. It has all my contact information. It has pictures and what conventions I'll be going at. Um, I just actually put up my official website very recently. So I had a Facebook page before that, but I decided why not do a .com. So everybody can look look me up online. I'm also on Instagram, Twitter, as you mentioned, and also I have a Facebook public page that people can feel free to like and message me on. So. That's right. That's right. I saw that that lovely picture of you and uh, Cassandra Peterson. Oh yeah, or Elvira, as I like to call her. Yeah, yeah, that was wonderful. <laughs> I was just spent this last uh, this past weekend. I write for UK Horror and I also write for the Digital Dead. Um, both are based in the United Kingdom, actually, and uh, the Digital Dead sent me to Walker Stalker, um, the Walking Dead convention, because the editor there. Mm-hmm really love zombies. So I had to go out there for the weekend, which was a lot of fun. And um, Elvira was there. So we had a lot of fun meeting Elvira. I got an interview with her, which will be in the next issue of the Digital Dead. And um, I also met a whole bunch of people from The Walking Dead, and I got a whole bunch of interviews with them and a whole bunch of other celebrities, too. It was a really fun weekend. Nice, nice. You should start a podcast. <laughs> Oh, yeah, maybe so, maybe so. Right now, you know, I'm a little overwhelmed. People have said to me, maybe start a podcast, but I'm already a little overwhelmed with uh, writing for two uh, separate magazines, acting, um, doing public appearances, traveling around the place. I'm also a professional tarot card reader. Sometimes I feel like I have no free time, so I don't know if I want to take too much more on like a podcast because, you know, a podcast is tough. The commitment of every uh, week at the same time and day, and it's very hard for me to make a commitment like that. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so let's let's punch right in. Um, so sure. now you're primarily known for horror films. So did you choose horror, or did horror choose you? I would say it was a little bit of both. Um, I would say I've always really been a huge fan of horror ever since I was a small child. And I would say I didn't so much want to be an actress as I want to be a horror actress. I think I always grew up looking up to Vincent Price, Christopher Lee, Barbara Steele, Ingrid Pitt, and people along those lines. And, um, and then, you know, I did some theater in school, um, grammar school, high school, and college. I also did some short films. And then one day somebody asked me if I wanted to be in their sister's film. 
uh, Jen Valdez's Jacko Slasher. And then right after that, I was in Ice for Your Guts. I was in Zombie Hunters City of the Dead and a whole bunch of movies since then. That was, I think, in 2012, and I've accumulated, I am just went up to 77 IMDb credits. Uh, that's IMDb's International Movie Database. Look me up on there, and you can check out all my movie titles that I've been in. Yeah, I, I, I counted 77, and you had nine films in pre- and post-production. That is most impressive. So, I mean, like, what's the key to Thank just you. staying so busy like that? Um, you know, I'm very hyper, I think. <laughs> so I'm, I am kind of a hyper person. I always like to feel like I'm doing something and I'm always uh, working. I think no matter how busy I get in my mind, I'm, it's just like it's not busy enough. Like I could be doing more. Um, and I guess that's how you have to be to be a successful actor is that you have to just always be thinking, what could you be doing more? What could you be doing more? Because that's what it's about. Um, it's a very busy occupation. There's so many different things that you have to do. So in my mind, you know, um, I'm not busy enough, and I could always be doing more, and I could <laughs> always be moving f- farther and forward. You know, there's some people that do a few things and feel like they're successful, and there's some people, no matter how much they do, they feel still feel like they're like a work in progress, and I guess that's how I feel, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So, so uh, among your roles, what roles are you most recognized for? That's a good question. I would say that I'm known for often playing interesting, strong characters, playing a witch, playing a soldier, playing a murderer, um, those kinds of characters, uh, maybe a sexy Satanist I've played in a couple uh, films, things like that. Like I think kind of like unconventional female roles. Now, once in a while I pop up in your more conventional role where maybe I'm a victim and I run, I fall and I die and, and things like that. And that certainly we're all the victims sometimes, you know, in life and certainly in horror movies. Um, but I also think I take on these stronger um, roles as well, you know, and more interesting roles too. Mm, okay. How Actually, did in a couple films I play screen? a mother as well. I forgot about that. In Apocalypse Kiss. Um, that just went to Amazon Prime. I actually play a pregnant woman, and I give birth in that film. And A Dark Place Inside, I play the mother of a little boy that's being abused. So those are kind of dramatic roles, too. Hmm. Nice, nice. Yeah, so as I, I was saying earlier, how did you develop your scream? Well, that's an interesting thing. I think a good screamer, um, you know, if you're smart, um, you scream from your diaphragm. And using your diaphragm is something that comes into play that you learn a lot about, um, both when you're taking singing lessons, which I've taken, and also when you're done theater, which I've done. Um, It's about projection without really straining your vocal cords. Um, yep. And that's what I do as a screamer and a scream queen. I even did a theater production actually called Harlots and Heresy Timber, which I screamed twice in the theater. And people were surprised at my uh, volume and pitch and that you know, <laughs> I'm not screaming myself hoarse because, again, much like singing, I am screaming from the diaphragm. <laughs> so, <laughs> Amazing, amazing. So what horror movie villain could you see yourself playing as a woman? Basically like the the male uh, horror villains like, uh, you know, Freddy's Nightmares and all of these and Jason. So, like, if you could flip that and make that to a female character, which which one do you see yourself playing? 
That's a good question. I'd like to see myself. Uh, what would be a good uh, character for me to kill people? Yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> um, well, I guess I'm going to say Freddy Krueger because he doesn't wear a mask, at least. He has makeup, but he's not wearing a mask. And he also has a lot of, like, fun, snippy dialogue that I enjoy. You know, I love Jason. I love Michael Myers. In fact, I'm friends with Brad Laurie and uh, Kane Hodder, who have played uh, those characters. And they're great. But I, I, I think I'd like to do something a little bit more like Freddy Krueger. And I would love to. We've never had, so far, this iconic female killer who's gone through a franchise and I, I'd like to see that at some point. I'd like us to really tap into the full potential of uh, women to be psychotic and to embrace uh, their dark side. I don't think there really has been a horror movie yet that's fully tapped into that, you know? Hmm. Okay, I'm going to throw a couple of uh, TV shows out there. You mentioned Walking Dead and there's also American Horror Story. What's some of your uh, your favorite uh, horror TV shows that's on TV right now? Well, that's an interesting question. I don't really uh, watch very much TV, surprisingly. Um, partly because, um, you know, I'm just so busy doing. I'm not much of a spectator in life. I'm more of a doer. Um, so I have watched some of American Horror Story. Um, I have watched a little bit of Walking Dead, you know, a few episodes or a season here and there. Um, I've also seen the first few seasons of Dexter. I've also uh, seen a few, a couple seasons of True Blood. But I wouldn't say there's any, and also Penny Dreadful, I watched a couple seasons of that uh, when I was in, spending some time in Canada working with Herschel Gordon Lewis. Um, his producer, James Sato, had me sit down and watch some Penny Dreadful when we weren't shooting on Herschel Gordon Lewis's Blood Mania. So I've watched a little bit of uh, horror TV shows, but I don't watch a huge amount of movies and um and um, TV shows, partly because I'm just, like, so busy a lot of the time, running around, making public appearances and doing things. I would say a lot of the films I see um, are when I'm at film festivals watching my own films, you know, because I happen to be there supporting nice. my own uh, stuff. You know, so I see a lot of independent films and a lot of the stuff that other people are putting out there. And, you know, I'm a big fan of the independent um, cinema. I love it uh, because it's, like, it's punk rock. Anything goes – we're not really, um, uh, you know, we're not under strict rules like Hollywood. We can kind of do our own thing and find our own voices. You know, it's exciting. Nice, nice. Okay, so how did you get involved in uh, tarot reading? Well, that was something I was always interested in since I was very young. Uh, my mother, my uncle, my uh, my grandmother were all people that had uh, clairvoyance and premonitions and some psychic ability in their lives. Um, and then I just naturally also had that and um, became drawn to divination or tarot cards. Um, I'm also interested in palm reading. I have some runes. Um, I've done like tea leaf reading and coffee ground reading, bone readings, a whole bunch of stuff. But I would say tarot cards I do the most. And I, in addition to being an actress and screen queen, um, I also do travel all around the country reading tarot cards. So, you know, I keep myself pretty occupied. Nice, nice. Okay, so I'm going to throw a word or phrase out. And uh, when I throw this word or phrase out, I want you to give me your opinion. So I have like about uh, three or four phrases here. Okay, the first one is follow your bliss. What's your opinion of that? 
Follow your bliss. Yeah, follow your happiness. Follow what makes you know makes you tick and makes you happy. I think that totally makes sense. That's what people should do. It reminds me of one of my college professors said that the career you should choose is doing you know following the career path of uh, something you feel like you'd almost do for free because you love it that much. You know, and that's to me yeah. what follow your bliss means. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, well, okay, here's the second one. What you think you become. I think that's true because I think your mind has a huge influence over your body and over your reality. Um, and if you um, perceive yourself and perceive your life a certain way, you do create your own reality. And, and happiness ultimately starts within the mind. You know. So, yeah, absolutely. I agree with that. Hmm. Okay, this is a tricky one. It's just one word. Flaky. Freaky? No, uh, flaky. Oh, flaky. Flaky. Oh, yeah. oh, that's a word I use sometimes. Um, definitely not me. I'm not flaky <laughs> at all. But, uh, but yeah, you do. I'm not good with flaky people. You know, that's kind of funny. Because I would say I live a highly disciplined, structured, scheduled life. You know, I... Um, you know, I have a plan, you know, each day and each week and overall with my career, my acting and my life. So I have a hard time um, dealing sometimes with people that are a little flaky because it just isn't where my mind is. I'm always trying to utilize my time and everything I'm doing to the best of my ability, um, you know, to get a certain kind of response and stuff in it and, and, you know in my life so to me flaky is just someone that's just not uh, fulfilling their obligations in life someone that's like maybe a yes person who said yeah yeah I'll do that no problem and then they don't follow through and to me you never want to be that kind of person not as an actor not as you know you will not do well as an actor if you're flaky you need to be the kind of person that people can rely on you know you're going to be consistent you're going to be reliable, you're going to be on time, and you're going to know what's expected to you of you that day, and you're going to do it, you know? Amen to that. Amen to that. Okay, here's the last one. Toxic mm-hmm. people. Ooh, toxic people, that's a good one. Well, you know, there are some toxic people in life, and, and it's difficult um, because sometimes toxic people I often feel like are basically people that are taking from your life, psychic vampires, if you will, and not really giving anything back in return. They're just like these takers. And I think we've all had people like that in our lives. Sometimes they're family. Sometimes they're people we've been friends with since childhood. Sometimes they're even people we meet online or business contacts that we could have. But some people are just out there for themselves, and they're not really there to kind of um, help each other along on each other's paths. You know, and that's it's not a good act, attitude to have. And you have to, I think, as a person – to reach your optimum spiritual and also emotional and even career potential, you have to try to limit or um, take toxic people out of your life because people like that are only going to hinder you on your journey. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. So I know that uh, you're, you're a spiritual person. How have you used the law of attraction in your career? That's a good question. Um, well, I think what you think you become um, what you are attracted to is attracted to also back to you. I think that, um, you know, the principles of the law of attraction do definitely play into life. 
Like you could visualize something really, really um, intricately and detailed. A lot of times it does become a reality because you're already planning it then in your mind, you know? So I think that that kind of stuff, like the energy you put out into the world is the energy that comes back to you. You know, you have to be very conscious of that. And you also have to be very conscious of uh, the people that you spend the most time with because they become a reflection of you and you become a reflection of them. You know, and if you want to be Mm. successful, you have to surround yourself with supportive people. Otherwise, you're not going to be successful, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. What advice would you give actors who want to excel in the independent film business? Well, I would say for all actors, I say before you go into acting, you have to understand that it's not a glamorous profession. Um, There's a lot of ups and downs. Um, there's a lot of rejection, uh, there's a lot of negativity, um, jealousy at times, things along those lines. You have to be made of iron. You have to be someone that's very resilient, that's very strong. They say most actors give up after one year because they're just not made of the right material for it. You know, um, it takes a very resilient, you know, person. So I think you have to ask yourself, um, before you go into acting, do you have that kind of personality? Are you the kind of person when people tell you no and say, you know what, you're, you're not thin enough, you're not pretty enough, you're not this, you're not that, we don't like you, and you're still going to keep on um, moving forward no matter what? Are you that kind of person? You know, and um, acting is not a good profession for anyone if you're not that kind of person because it's really going to uh, – it, it's a difficult profession. That's, you know, there's a lot of, you get knocked around a lot, you get a lot of rejection, and you have to kind of be the kind of person that can take that. So I think you have to ask yourself, am I the right kind of person for this? Because if you're not, you're better off doing something else with your life because you'll you'll be a lot happier in the long run. (laughs) What scares the hell out of you? What scares me? Hmm. Ah, that's a good question. Um, my feet, like something that I'm like really afraid of, like a phobia. Yeah. I don't know. That's a good question. Um, because everybody has fears and stuff. I don't know if I have like a phobia, uh, per se. Um, like spiders, I think are kind of cute. I like bats. <laughs> um, <laughs> nice. You know, and I think difficulty. What? Do you like falling? The fall? Do I like falling? Yeah, most people are afraid of falling. Well, falling, I guess, is a realistic fear. Nobody likes to fall. It can certainly hurt. So I don't don't think we want to do that necessarily. (laughs) Um, Although I would like to do uh, skydiving at some point, but I guess that's embracing falling. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and going with it, you know. Or if you you do those bungee cording off a bridge or something, I'd like to do something like that at some point, maybe on like a trip or whatever, because that seems like fun. So that's embracing falling. Because I guess you know, you ultimately, if you have a fear, you should probably address that fear, you know, and you should probably try your best to embrace it and move past it, you know, because we go into our lives and we have these comfort zones, and our comfort zones can limit us. So maybe we need to push those comfort zones. So if you have a fear of something, then maybe that means uh, you need to do it. Like if you're afraid of spiders, maybe you need to go go out there and pet a tarantula, you know. <laughs> and if you're afraid of falling, maybe you need to try skydiving, you know. And if, 
And you know what? If you piss yourself, you piss yourself. You know, what are you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> well, a wise man once said, the fear of death and the death of fear are certain. Well, you know, that's the thing. Uh, death is definitely a big fear that a lot of people have. But um, you have to understand that we're all going to face death at a certain point. So um, that's something that definitely is something that I think about in my life. And you have to be living your life in such a way that when it comes to an end, you're not going to have regrets. And that's what you should think about in your life. You know, um, you know, you may not be that important to you how much money you make or how successful you are. Um, but ultimately how happy you are might be the thing that matters the most in the very end. And I think we should be conscious of that in every day and how we live our lives. Are we doing, are we living up to our full potential, you know, spiritually, emotionally, are we doing what we love to do? Um, are you going to be regretting how you spend your time now? Cause our time is the most valuable thing that we have because there's a limit to it. We're not going to be doing everything, um, a limitless amount of times. Some things we do, you know, we'll be doing for the last time. You know, I, I, I that's something that kind of hits home with me because I lost my mother fairly recently. And you don't always know. No, thank you. You don't always know for a fact uh, the last time you're going to speak to someone, the last time you're going to see someone. You know, that, so you really have to cherish every moment in your life because you don't know how many times you're going to be doing things, you know? Anytime you do something, it could be your last. Like I was um, actually, you know, watching an interview with Vincent Price, and they said Vincent Price would pretty much do any film you asked him to do, as long as you paid him, because he never <laughs> knew what film was going to be his last film. So, he, was, so mm. he wasn't pretentious about it. It could be a silly movie, but he'll come out and he'll he would be in your silly movie because you know you don't know. We could, you know anyone could die tomorrow, or maybe he just like his career would stop and he wouldn't get any more acting roles. So he just embraced every moment, and uh, maybe not every role he had was fantastic, but he was fantastic in every role. You know, right? <laughs> and, exactly. And, Exactly. And that's what you have to do. You, have, you know, life is not always going to be fantastic, but you can be fantastic in life. <laughs> you know, that's and that's right. an important thing to remember as an actor, too, because a lot of actors sometimes are too particular about their roles. Like Christopher Lee had a great role, a uh, great quote. I love Christopher Lee. He said, you know, every actor does bad movies, but the trick is never be bad in any movie that you do. That's right. That's right. Yeah, Michael Caine was another one. I got through reading his book, and he'll tell you, he says, some were good and some were bad. Exactly right. Exactly right. And he said the bad movies sometimes were the hardest ones to do, you know, as an actor. And I read his book, um, you know, Acting on Film. I've actually read that a couple times. I I love that book, and I love Michael Caine, and he has a huge amount of uh, film credits. Because he's not too picky about what he uh, what he does, it, you know. It, it, he's getting paid and he's going to enjoy the process. He does it, and I and I respect that, you know, because he loves his craft. Someone like Samuel L. Jackson is the same way, you know. He'll do a variety of yeah. roles because he loves acting. Um, it could be Snakes on the Plane, you know, and he's going to do it. <laughs> he's going to he's going to do a fantastic job, you know. And even if the whole movie is terrible, you're going to love Michael Caine or Samuel L. Jackson in it. And that's how what I feel like I bring to every film that I do is that, you know, I'm sure they range a little bit in quality. Sometimes they're silly. Sometimes they're dramatic. 
Um, sometimes they're, you know, spectacular films, and sometimes, you know, they're just like these kind of like silly kind of B-rated films that have their own audience too. But I like to feel like I give my best in every role that I have, you know. Um, and, and, and I think that's what I bring to my films, and I have fun in, in every role that I have too, you know. Right. If you ever did a like a mainstream, uh, you know, the big time Hollywood film, what what leading man could you see yourself working with? Oh well, you know what I always the the the, the actor that I always reference in my life is Brad Pitt. You know, <laughs> I, I I reference Brad Pitt a lot. Like if I go out somewhere and some dude's hitting on me, I'll be like, dude, does that guy think he's gonna take me home? That's only gonna happen if it's Brad Pitt. <laughs> so I'm always referencing Brad Pitt. <laughs> so I'm gonna it's have to funny. say probably Brad Pitt because um I you know he's a mainstream actor, but I do also think that he's someone that has a lot of depth and skill. Like he could have ridden by simply on his good looks, but he really um, developed his skill as an actor and has sought out a lot of roles with a lot of depth. You know. Um, you know, he wants to be remembered as a great actor, not just simply a good-looking guy, you know? And I respect that. And I do and I do enjoy his performances and his selection of films that he does. So I would love to be in a film with uh, Brad Pitt, especially if it was uh, a romantic film. <laughs> <laughs> an honest woman. Okay. Um, what would you say is your personal motto? My personal motto, if I had a motto, um, well, always keep moving. Mm. You know, I've I've had people describe me that way that I'm almost like this shark that I'm always moving that I don't like to sit still. I'm always moving forward no matter what. Um, nice. And I think that would probably be one of my big personal models in life. And you know, I've definitely overcome a lot of uh, hardship and, and difficulty in my life, uh, personally, professionally, emotionally. Um, and, you know, I think I'm a resilient person. So, you know, if it doesn't kill you, it makes you stronger. Um, I that's think that's right. important thing to keep in mind. Yeah, you know, life is sometimes not easy. No one ever said life was going to be easy. You know, I often think of that, too. And um, and I think a lot about God and spirituality and that, um, you know, God doesn't give you anything more than you can handle. So you have to, uh, you have to embrace things and you have to uh, move forward no matter what. Absolutely, absolutely. So what's next as far as our films and conventions? That's a good question. Well, um, I'm going to be some shooting um, a film probably later this week, it looks like. I'm not going to talk about that yet, though, until after we do it. Um, and then um, what else am I doing? Um, I will be going to uh, uh, the Newark, New Jersey um, Comic-Con in August. I'll be there with uh, Monique Dupree and myself. We both have the same uh, manager, Matt Chasen. Uh, we'll be there. We're both screen queens. She's an African-American screen queen. Um, and myself, I've known her for a few years. So we'll be there at the North Comic Con in August. And then I also will be going out to Monsters and Robots in August with Ari Lehman, the original Jason from Friday the 13th. Robert uh-huh. Riggs from House of a Thousand Corpses will be there. He's a great dude and a friend of mine. And also uh, Sid Haig will be there. He's been in The Devil's Rejects oh, and a whole yeah. bunch of Rob Zombie movies. And I will be there right. as well. So it's an honor to be there with all these great people. So I'm really looking forward to that. 
Um, and I have a whole bunch of things coming up, um, you know, interviews, um, uh, travel, um, shoots, a whole bunch of stuff. Life is uh, insane. But some of this stuff I'm not allowed to talk about until afterwards. <laughs> so. Nice, nice. Well, yeah. Genevieve, thank you. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed our conversation. Yeah, it was fantastic. Thank you so much for having me on. It, it was a great show. Um, you asked some really unique and interesting questions. I like how you blended the, spe- uh, the speaking of acting and professionalism with the uh, ideas on spirituality and tarot. So very cool. Absolutely. Okay, well, you have a great night. Thank you, and have a great night. Thank you. Take care. Okay, bye-bye. All right, everybody out there in the radio land, please do something for your career every day and break a leg. Night. Looking for a show to see this weekend? Look no further than DC Metro Theater Arts. They've got reviews, Q&As with actors, and much, much more. Visit dcmetrotheaterarts.com. That's dcmetrotheaterarts.com.